That's a hard act to follow. I read about a survey last week, and it said that what people most want to hear on Christmas Eve is a short message. (laughs) And so tonight, I will do my best to meet those expectations, but I have to say that throughout this Advent season, I have had upon my spirit this idea that we think about Christmas. We think about the birth of Jesus, God become flesh, the incarnation, Emmanuel, in December. And then it's like we forget about it for the rest of the year. We focus only on the cross and resurrection So how do we keep the meaning and the message of of this night of Christmas, of the incarnation of the Word become flesh, alive and meaningful throughout the year? Because I have a feeling that if we don't get this part right, we won't really get most of what comes next right either. And so I want to offer tonight just three things that maybe if we think about these and we take them to heart and we carry them with us through this year, we will keep alive the incarnation, the Word become flesh, the meaning of Christmas. Now the first thing that we should pay attention to is simply this. The birth of Jesus is God's first word and God's first act in and through Jesus of Nazareth. God chooses to begin the story of God with us right here in the manger in Bethlehem. And you know, there is a reason we so love the Christmas story. Think about it. There is no judgment. There is no wrath of God. There is really no sin in this story. There is nothing in this first moment of God with us except for God's unconditional love coming into the world and the promise of life for all. I want you to think about who comes to the manger in the stable. There are shepherds in the field who are probably from one of the tribes of Israel. They are poor. They are uneducated. And they are welcome at the manger. There are those magi or wise men or sometimes we turn them into kings. But however we look at them, they are well-educated. They are rich. They are Gentiles. They are foreigners. They come from other lands and they are welcome at the manger. 
You know, you don't have to wait for the crucifixion, for the tearing of the the curtain in the temple. Because right here and now in this birth of Jesus, God is with us and all are welcome to come to the child. But on top of that, so too are there animals who are welcome at this manger. doesn't matter if they're clean or unclean. They are there. There is hay and there's probably even bugs in that stable. You know, I think next year your nativity scene should probably have like a little scorpion because all of God's creatures are welcome at the manger. This is a story, first and foremost, of God's unconditional love for the whole of the universe, for every atom and molecule All are welcome, male, female, animal, non-animal, rich, poor, you name it. There is no one who is left out of this first moment of God. But then, there's a second thing. We so often think of Jesus' words where he says, this is my body given for you. But of course, God's first word in Jesus was, this is my body given for you. This baby, this one who is vulnerable, this one who is in need, this one who has only just begun his life. It's as if God is saying to us, I'm not going to do this without you. I need you to love me. I need you to care for me. If this Jesus and this message of God with us is going to grow in the world, we must participate in this moment of God coming to us. God chooses to come to us as a and says, I need you to love me and to care for me. But then there is a third thing. The German mystic Meister Eckhart, 14th century or so, said of this incarnation, this birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, he said the eternal birth must now take place in you. In you. In you. In me. The message of God here in the manger is that when we open ourselves to love God, to care for God, to be about God's work in the world, we too will become part of that unconditional love. 
And we will then overflow in the world to all with the love of God in Jesus Christ and the promise of life for all. There is no one and nothing that is separated from God's unconditional love in this story of Christmas. And when we look around at our world and we see the violence and the hatred and the division and the suffering and the exclusions and the loneliness and the pain that exists, God's first word to us in Jesus is the word of love and love for all. It seems to me that that is the message of Christmas. That it is ours to take from this day to go out into the world with God's unconditional love. Because after all, the only thing that will save the world is love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.